Portugal with an only way podcast series focusing on current matters in the Mi'kmaq community. Hello and welcome. My name is Sean Doak. I'm a proud member of the Lennox Island First Nation and Media Relations Officer with Olnoe. Welcome to Jigue. I'm your host, and today I'm glad to be speaking with Jamie Thomas about the upcoming Indigenous artisan market that's building excitement across Epicwit. And we'll also be talking a little bit about the Indigenous Tourism Association of PEI, which is the organization responsible for this festive and fun event. And uh, before we proceed, I just want to welcome you and say, Wilalan, uh, thank you for joining me today, Jamie. Thank you for having me. So let's start at the very beginning. So what is the Indigenous Artisan Market? When is it happening? Where? Okay. So the Indigenous Artisan Market is something that actually started a couple of years ago. Um, so there was a lot of work that was done by the Mi'kmaq Confederacy of PEI Employment Services team to bring an artisan's market to life. Um, and it... Uh, it kind of took shape and it was very, very successful and there was a lot of positive feedback from those who were involved. It was a lot smaller back then. Uh, last year was kind of the first year that um, Indigenous Tourism Association of PEI took the lead, um, although we still have a lot of support from the employment services team uh, just in terms of getting things ready and uh, helping with the uh, the artisans themselves and uh, the registration, that kind of thing. Um, and so this year will be even bigger than last year. And so what it is, is it's a, an opportunity for artisans from across the island, regardless of where they, they live, on or off reserve, regardless if they're, you know, from our territory or they're, they're visitors from away, um, to sell their artwork. And so we give them a chance to set up and uh, people come through the doors and they buy 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 last year was so successful like we received so much great feedback from folks and uh, this year's markets happening on November 26th at the Confederation Center of the Arts wonderful and so what is the indigenous artisan market like if you could give a sense if you're walking through what are the kind of things um, people might find what can people expect when they attend this free event okay yeah no and it is free that's the that's the one thing so we actually have attached ourselves to the victorian christmas market here in charlottetown as well so we're part uh, of that um one thing that we found last year was it was a little bit chilly outside so a lot of people wanted to take a break come on inside and and just you know relax in the warm warmth up a for a little bit yeah uh, which was great for us because we've seen so many people through the doors so kind of when you walk in you get that um you know our artisans are set up with all of their wares it's very cheerful the energy is so positive um we've got people selling you know dream catchers, um, beaded jewelry. We've got um, some um, ribbon skirts. You'll find ribbon skirts there. You'll find, um, last year we had some greenery. Um, So there was some Christmas greenery and there was indigenous artwork infused into the greenery. So that was really cool. Um, We've got a lady who does knitting. Um, So it's just a variety of different things, but it's, you will find unique indigenous artwork at our market, um, which is the greatest part of it. From the market that was held last year, you mentioned there was a pretty good turnout, probably the best since it kind of got going. Were there any takeaways from the market that was held last year? We heard a lot of, let's make it happen. Um, So a lot of people were really, you know, there was such a 
such a great feeling. Like a lot of our people who participated in the market last year, they like there was people who sold out. Mm-hmm. Um, we had people who probably sold, you know, up to 80% of their inventory. So it was successful all around. You know, I don't know that we've had one person who was there last year as a vendor say it wasn't worth my while. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good. Um, in terms of this year, the the one thing that we, I guess the one thing we did last year was beforehand, we did some sessions in communities just to talk about, you know, um, presentation and that kind of stuff. Because the idea is we want people um, to come regardless of any of their hesitations, right? So we don't want someone to say, oh, well, I can't do that because I, I don't know how to... Um, speak in public let's say so because so, some people are nervous about yeah. that kind of thing or we don't want them to say well I just you know I don't know how to set up my table I don't know how to do this so what we we did was we had sessions with folks in the communities to talk about all of those things and then when they got there everyone it was such a supportive environment that that was no longer an issue you know and we made sure that if someone needed to take a break uh, we had people on hand who could fill in for them while people are still walking through the market and you're on your break because maybe you know you need a, a health break or you need to grab something to eat or you need to go to the washroom or whatever it is so we made sure that there was no barriers for anyone um, so it was really successful so we we probably heard more let's make it happen again than yeah. we heard let's change this or change that kind of thing right yeah. so if, it sounds like a very supportive environment why do you think it's important for Mi'kmaq and Indigenous communities of Epcot to hold events like this? Oh my gosh, the sense of pride that people have, you know, just even talking to people. Not only are we there and we're um, providing people with the opportunity to purchase Indigenous art, but we're also just having conversations with people. And some of the conversations, you know, we live in a world uh, where reconciliation is a very big word right now and so a lot of people take that into consideration when they're coming to events like this and so just having the chance to speak to people about you know different things um, having the chance to just be be supportive you know um, a lot of people will talk to me in, in when I, when I put on my other hat will say like how do we become allies you know and so this is part of how they support Indigenous people is by coming out to the artist market, having conversations with folks. We also have information boards. So last year we worked with Ulnue and we created the Did You Know signs. So those Did You Know signs are set up throughout the entire floor of the um, market. So people can go and they can read and they can learn. So it's not like you're just coming in to, sh- to shop, let's say, but it's really a learning environment. We also incorporate a traditional opening so before the market opens we have um, a drummer and we have a prayer and then we hear from the chiefs Mm -hmm. so it's it's you know it's very uh, it's a well-rounded event Mm. it's not just a market it's a whole experience it really is yeah (laughs) yeah it really is and the other thing is we've also got some of our artisans who literally will sit there and make work as people are coming through really Val Jadis last year, God love her heart, she was sitting in, I remember, she was in Memorial Hall and I went over to just check in and she was making earrings as people were coming through and buying product. She's selling yeah, out faster than she could make them probably. Going. Yeah, it was, 
but like that's the, that's just the way people are they're yeah. so entrenched in their work and they take so much pride in their work mm-hmm. so walking through the market and looking at you know all of these earrings on display and then having the opportunity to see someone actually do that kind of work is it's it, special it makes it an experience mm-hmm. is there anything about this event that's special to you in particular um, well, I love Christmas, so <laughs> that's, you know, that's pretty fun. But I think for me, it's like, so I'm the kind of person who likes to meet people where they're at, right? So, um, and I, it, it doesn't matter who you are, like everyone is, in, is, is welcome to be involved. And I think that's what makes it so special is like the the camaraderie that you find like just from the artisans and the people that are there to support them and like it's just a completely different space than you know something that you would let's say we all got together for a meeting or whatever right Right. it's just different and everyone is so proud of what they're doing and just to see that and be part of 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 that for people is really like i think that's probably one of the the best parts of this market for me what do you hope people will take away from the market other than, you know, wonderful wares and products, like beyond the physical right. when they go home? Yeah, so they're not just buying trinkets, right? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, like, I just think, I think, I hope that people see um, the diversity amongst our community when it comes to artwork and, um, the, you know, and that they have a new appreciation for some of the things that um, our, our artisans are doing. Like, there's a lot of creativity, um, but we're also looking at bringing things back. So when you think about it, like, you know, um, birch bark and quill, like not a lot of people make artwork based out of based on birch bark or quill, no. right? So it's, it's just to have an appreciation for our history as well. And how, as Mi'kmaq people, those were, like, you know, using those kinds of items from from uh, Mother Earth were our way of survival, and mm. now we've we've you know modernized them in a sense. But it's also you know like we we would do that kind of work so that we could barter and trade and those kinds of things. So mm. it's really you know I'm hoping people are not only appreciating the work that they see, but they understand the context of our history in terms of how important that is. Mm. Gain a little bit more insight into That's the right. culture. Yeah. What do you hope to see for Indigenous artisan markets in the future? Bigger, perhaps? We'll see how this one goes first. (laughs) (laughs) So last year we had, I think we had 37 artisans at the market last year. This year we have 55 or 57. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, We had a meeting yesterday and I can't remember. I think it's 57 we're at. Um, So that's good because we've got more people, you know, who are interested. But what I'm hoping is that through processes like this that people will continue to develop their skills develop their capacity um, develop their you know personal attributes so they're you know showing that pride when they're talking to people those kinds of things um, and maybe like we have some spin-offs right so we focus right now on the christmas market mm-hmm. 
Um, but there's opportunities for growth for sure. So like maybe we do something in the summer. Maybe we look at partnerships with um, festivals and events that are operational year, like, you know, every year. And we partner with them to infuse an indigenous component to what they're doing. So I think there's this market will help us to kind of expand and create more opportunities for our artisans down the road. I've seen the promotion around this event from the Indigenous Tourism Association of PEI, and I know you're the chairperson on the board of directors. I've seen online, you know, artists being featured, social media, that sort of thing. How else has the Indigenous Tourism Association helped kind of support, or I guess really they're responsible for putting on this whole market, is that right? That's right, yeah. So we do have sponsorships, of course. So we've received support from... um, federal and provincial government bodies and uh, then the Indigenous Tourism Association uh, has led but it we we wouldn't be successful uh, without the employment services team at MCPEI that's for sure like we always um, it's just so great to have them on side um, so it was kind of like a handoff like I said so employment services handed it off to um, Indigenous Tourism Association which was kind of our plan, I guess, you know, um, for the last couple of years. So we're now in a position where we can move forward, right? We've got an executive director. Um, previous to him being here, it was, you know, work that was being done on the side of our desk kind of thing because everybody had um, their own jobs to do. So um, we've kind of taken a hold of it and just really made it our own. But we wouldn't be able to do it, of course, without the advisory services of MCPEI employment their employment services team and um, but it really is something that we are hoping will foster more indigenous businesses more um, people involved in the tourism industry let's say because sometimes people don't understand where they fit Mm. right so like when you think about artisans you don't you don't necessarily think about an artisan being someone involved in tourism but at the end of the day if I don't have that artisan developing that product then I don't have something to give to that visitor who comes into my shop let's say right so it's really like we're hoping that there will be Um, some long-term benefits for folks with this so I think that's you know that's kind of the goal of the association and in taking taking over reins for the at least the organization of the event right yeah makes me want to get involved I'll say that (laughs) Um, just a little bit about um, you know the history of the Indigenous Tourism Association of PEI when was that uh, kind of formed is that it's more recent eh? yeah so I feel like officially 2018 is when we did like our uh, incorporation and all of those things, um, structurally, you know, yes. all that. Yeah, legally. Yeah, yeah, all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we've really kind of taken taken things up to the next level, probably starting in like 2019. So I work in Lenox Island um, as the director of culture and tourism there, and 2019 was one of the best years that we've seen in Lenox Island. And then we ended up in the COVID stage, so that took a toll on everyone, right? Um, but I think the association really came and started like 2018. Our board, which is a volunteer board, did a lot of work when it came to organizational like policies and processes and those kinds of things. And um, now that we've got our executive director, we're working on like a membership drive. We're doing all of these great things. We have, we actually have um, a, 
a fund for indigenous events, festivals and events, and like that we're administering. So there's just so much work that's happening now with the association. It's it's absolutely mind blowing to be honest. Um, but but we you know we're the smallest province, but we're we're doing what we can uh, in big stride. Yeah, you can do big things in a small province. That's that exactly. Heard. It. And you blew through my next question, which was you know are there any projects or initiatives that the Indigenous Tourism Association of PEI is working on aside from the market. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're also doing some, um, we're working right now to do some um, uh, development for businesses as well. So uh, Indigenous Tourism Association of Canada, which is kind of like the mother organization, let's oh, say. The national. The national, of, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, so they've got some really great projects on the go. One of them is called Original Original. So it's all about, you know, uh, marketing and branding and being ready kind of thing. So there's that program. And so um, we'll be working to help folks in uh, in Abiquit to be ready for that and to be, you know, business ready. Um, we're looking at doing some uh, work around just um, business models and setting some some folks up with some coaches and that kind of stuff. So there's lots of lots of work coming up. Mm-hmm. And if people want to learn more, you know, about the Indigenous Tourism Association of PEI, where should they go or, or how can they find out more? Don't call me. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure you get a lot of calls. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, no, so you can go to our Facebook page. So it's Indigenous Tourism PEI. Um, we are working on launching a new website, so that'll be coming soon. Um, we're doing a lot of work when it comes to like branding, right? So we want to be a, a, a brand as well. So we're doing that kind of work. So right now, it's uh, it's I'm sending people to the Facebook page to get most of the information, but there's lots of things that'll be coming down the pipe here in the next little bit. Nice. And I guess just lastly, Jamie, you know, this is like a loaded question, but just for the future of the market, but aside from that, Indigenous tourism, but even aside from that, Indigenous business and artisans and entrepreneurs here in Epiquit, what do you hope to see in like five or 10 years time for that? Oh my gosh, that's that's kind of easy. So I would like to see um, a an increase in the number of Indigenous operated tourism um businesses that we have here in PEI. I would love to see Indigenous culinary kickoff. Um, I know we just did uh, a fall flavors event in Lenox Island. Big success, uh, I saw it that. Was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but for us to be able to offer Indigenous um, food to folks that are coming to PEI, I think that's something that we're missing. Mm. Um, I'd love to see, you know, some storefront shops down throughout the city of Charlottetown, but I'd also love to see increased traffic to both of our First Nations communities. And so there's lots of things that I would like to see in five to 10 years. Um, I don't have, you know, I don't have my own strategic plan outlined, but I think those are kind of some of the highlights that, you know, those are the things that we'd like to see. And just um, increase in our, in our capacity when it comes to folks on the ground. So within the next five to 10 years, I want people to be so confident that they're blowing it out of the water, you know, like that their, their product is, is um, high quality, that they're seeing um, return on the product that they're selling, that they're, you know, it's, it's not just a hobby. Mm, they're feeling is, good about it. It is a business and that they have that sense of pride because they are business people and they are they are really taking care of themselves mm-hmm. yeah, through 
the work that they love. Mm -hmm. Which is something indigenous people have kind of always been being self-sustaining through that kind of work. And so I think, like you said, you know, modernizing that and and adapting to the new ways of the world and and moving forward with that. It's been really great to speak with you, Jamie. And I just want to say, Malalan, thank you once again. Malalan, thank you. See you on November 26th. I'll see you there. And uh, Wilaliok, uh, thank you to those uh, who are listening out there and stay tuned for our next episode from Sidnogama on my relations. To find out more about Ulnui and the Mi'kmaq rights reconciliation process, visit ulnui.ca.